The word disciple implies that we are to be disciplined. Bill Gent is here from Holy Name of Jesus Catholic Church to talk about his men's discipleship program. Aloha. From the sandy beaches of Hawaii comes a wave of God's love and the challenge to go deeper. Paddle out with us and experience the thrills of the radical plan God has for your life. It's Deep Adventure Radio with your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Aloha and welcome to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. I'm looking out at just perfect surf right now. Yesterday the waves were flat. Today the trade winds are blowing a little bit offshore and I can see that the surf is building. And the trade winds are blowing offshore, sculpting them into just perfect hollow waves. And so uh, right after this broadcast, I'm paddling out. It's just a gorgeous day here. Um, you know, Every show, I start out by greeting you with aloha. And at the end of the show, I always say, may the breath of the Holy Spirit aloha you. And people wonder, well, what does the word aloha mean? Well, some people will say, well, it means hello and goodbye. And that's true. That's what we use it for. Others who know a little bit more will say, well, aloha means love. And that's true. We, we consider the word aloha to mean love. But its root word is ha, which means breath. And aloha literally means to give breath, to give ha. When we uh, greet each other in a traditional way, the men touch foreheads and breathe, uh, breathe uh, through their noses. And the women will put their cheek right real close to your cheek, and they will nose breathe. And so ha is to give breath. And, you know, the essence of love is to give life, is, to, is self-donation. And, and breath really is the essence of life. You know, haole is the word that we use to describe people who are not from Hawaii. Haole, in fact, who are not native Hawaiians. Haole means to have no breath. Ha-oli, have no breath. When Captain Cook came to the islands, he uh, was the first white man to show up, and he shook their hands instead of nose breathing, so they just called him Howley. He has no breath. And it's also kind of funny because on all of our garbage cans in Waikiki, we have the word mahalo, meaning, you know, thank you for putting your garbage in the, in the can. Mahalo means thank you, but it's so funny because I heard someone say the other day uh, to, his, to, to his son to be sure and put your mahalo in the mahalo can because he thought mahalo meant garbage. So ha means breath. And, you know, breath is very important, especially to people who live on the islands, because really people who live on islands are more water people than land people. We surf, we snorkel, we spearfish, we swim, we uh, sail. We're in the water a lot. And when you're in the water a lot, you realize you really come to grips with the fact that you need breath. Every night I uh, hold my breath for the time that the sunset takes to set. You know, it's two minutes and 20 seconds. As the sun touches the ocean, I take three deep breath, deep breaths, and then I breathe in, and I slowly pray out, Jesus, Lord Jesus, Son of the living God, uh, over and over again uh, as my breath is going out. And I try to hold it all the way until the sun goes beneath the ocean. That's an ancient Hawaiian tradition, to hold your breath during the sunset. So it's very important that, uh, breath is very important. Ask a martial arts fighter how important breath is, you know, we need food, we need water, but more urgently, we need breath. When you're rolling, you know, uh, fighting Gracie Jiu-Jitsu style, someone has you in a chokehold, you're not thinking, I want a, a Snickers bar, or I'd sure like to have a drink of Gatorade. You're thinking, I need to breathe. Breath is important. You know, in, uh, in Genesis, God breathed into man. He said, let us make man in our image, and he formed man. 
And then he breathed into man and man became a living soul. God's breath makes us, gives us a spiritual, rational soul. Jesus said God is a spirit and he must be worshipped in spirit and in truth. In other words, spirit, truth, spiritual soul. That's what we're referring to because because we need to have that in order to really be a Magio Dei, to really be in God's image. The word spirit mean uh, in the in the Hebrew is Ruha Kodesh, which means mighty wind. And in the Greek, spirit is pneuma. You know, like pneumatic breaks, you know, the it literally means uh, breath. And of course the word soul, uh suke or psyche in the Greek means blast of air. So so uh, air is very important, but it's the breath of the Holy Spirit that's so urgently important to us. Uh, if we're not spending time in the Lord, you know, Jesus said, my, my peace I give you, my peace I leave, you, leave with you. He breathed his spirit on his disciples. Uh, at the second chapter of Acts, it was a mighty wind that came and filled their hearts. We need to breathe the ha of the Holy Spirit into our lives every day by receiving this. Well, first of all, by just saying, God, I surrender all that I am to you. For God said to Adam and Eve, the day you, leave, the day you eat of the fruit of the knowledge of true and evil, of good and evil, the day you decide that you are your own God, you will breathe out. That's what it means in the Hebrew. You will die. But what it really means is that you will breathe out. You will no longer have fellowship with God. And we see that because on that day they were driven out of the garden and the garden was guarded by a flaming sword and they lost that daily pauhana, like we say in Hawaii, kind of at uh, finish work it means. At the end of the day when everyone sits around and have a beer together and talks and has fellowship, God used to come down during, the, during that time of day and fellowship with Adam and Eve, but they lost that fellowship. They breathed out. They no longer had that intimacy with God. And so God, Jesus had a solution. Your spirit must be born again. You must worship the God, God in spirit and in truth. Your spirit needs to come back to life. And so at baptism, that takes place. And when we surrender all we are to God and we have that personal encounter with him, maybe that initial personal encounter or that ongoing encounter with God, we're breathing in the breath of the Holy Spirit. So we need to breathe in by receiving the sacraments. We need to breathe in by spending time in the Word and spending time in the liturgy of the hours and spending time in prayer. And we need to breathe out in the agape of God's love. This is Bear Wasserk. We're going to be right back with Bill Gent. We're talking about men's discipleship. You know, the essence of a man, I think, is to be disciplined, to be disciplined, to be a disciple. So we're going to be right back with Bill Gent. Come right back to us on Deep Adventure Radio. This is Bear Wasman. Deep Adventure Radio, going deeper into the heart of God. Deep Adventure Radio has challenged you to accept the wild adventure of God's will. Now, go even deeper with Bear's best-selling book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. In story after story, Bear takes us along as he paddles deep, surfing alongside whales and dolphins and avoiding killer sharks. Bear shares his experiences of the ocean in an intimate and exciting way. We share in his pain, healing through God, and the joy of finding that deep, intimate relationship with him. As the story unfolds, you'll see how surfing has become the metaphor for the journey toward intimacy with God. Deep in the Wave, a surfing guide to the soul will stir your own desire to go deeper into your faith. Order it today at deepadventure.com for your own faith journey or for someone who needs to go deeper. 
Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul by Bear Wozniak. Available at deepadventure.com. Wax up your boards. Let's paddle in for another wave of Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. This is your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak, and it's just so great to be a Christian uh, because Christians have the greatest possible adventures you can have in life. I have as our guest today, our adventure, uh, my co-adventure guide, Bill Gent, who is a, who ministers uh, in Bible teaching and evangelization at Holy Name of Jesus Catholic Church in India Atlantic. Bill actually was raised Catholic like I was, uh, just fell in love with the Lord, but uh, drifted off into, uh, I wouldn't say drifted off, chose to, to move off into uh, a different denomination where he became a senior pastor. And not only that, but a church planter, which means he just has this great desire to, to win new souls and, and, to, uh, and, to, and, to, and to build up the body of Christ. I also did that. I drifted away from the Catholic Church, not because uh, I, uh, not wanting God, but because I wanted more of God, and I was just under-catechized and didn't understand the depth of of teaching and the depth of spirituality uh, that was available to me within the Catholic Church. And so Bill Gent uh, returned to the, to the Catholic Church and now leads Bible studies in between the morning masses at uh, Holy Name of Jesus Catholic Church, and he also uh, uh, is very involved in evangelization, and he's also very involved in developing uh, the men's ministry there called Live for More. So, Bill Gent, welcome to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm very glad to be with you, Bear. You know, outside my wall every now and then, there seems to be massive remodeling going on in every single uh, uh, condo around me. So if you, if you hear any reconstruction going on out there uh, over the radio, just take it to heart that that's what God wants to do in your own life, that God is in the process of, of remodeling. When you invite the King of Kings into your life, you're asking him to be Lord of your life, and that means he's going to come in and rearrange the furniture. He may strip down the old wallpaper. He may bust out a few walls uh, to give himself uh, uh, more room to work in your life. So if you hear any sort of banging or noising or tile cutters going, uh, that's what's going on in the background. But, you know, in, in Hawaii, I walk along the beach and I see people wearing these uh, T-shirts and it says lifeguard on them. And they look like they're anything but a lifeguard. It's just a fashion statement that they, uh, that they wear these shirts. And it's, it's it, you know, I, I'm tempted to run up to one of them and say, hey, look, there's someone out there drowning. You've got to go save them. And the minute I would tell them that, they would probably run the opposite direction because they're what we would call posers. They're not real watermen. They're not real surfers. Uh, they may not even be able to swim. Well, there's a lot of Christians out there who look like they're lifesavers. They look like they're lifeguards. If you, if you are putting yourself out there as being a Christian, by, that, by, that, by definition, you're a lifeguard. By definition, you have the role of protecting and rescuing uh, people from danger. You have the, the, the responsibility to help save them, uh, is to save their souls. And so uh, we have Bill, Bill, we've had him on our show before. He's one of our rare returning guests. And we want to talk about how we go from being a, a poser Christian in the sense of, of, of not sharing the gospel with people to actually becoming a lifesaver, actually becoming a, a true lifeguard. So, Bill, tell, tell us what your perspective is a little bit on, 
on this whole area of the new evangelization. Well, it's interesting, Bear. You and I had the unique experience of being evangelized. Now, being evangelized uh, by Protestants, and they are our brothers and sisters, but it was interesting to me, and I, I, I really had to lament uh, much later, some 27 years later, that I wasn't evangelized by another Catholic. And I think that uh, our experience has given us uh, maybe the opportunity, as we have returned to the faith, to better understand this concept of how you evangelize and how it really is at the heart of the Christian gospel. I, I think that uh, too many, and, and this might include uh, way too many Catholics, I think that the current trend is to somehow believe that Christianity is some kind of optional spiritual enrichment program. Uh, and I think, unfortunately, people do not understand that the gospel or Christianity really confronts each and every one of us, with the urgent need uh, to seek salvation through Jesus Christ. Yeah, I like what you said. Christianity is not an optional extra. It's not something you just tack on to the rest of your life. It's not a, a cultural experience. Uh, it really is, you know, the, the whole reason why God gave us here. I've got a friend. I see him every now and then down at the beach, and he wears a shirt. And it says, what if the hokey pokey really is what it is all about? <laughs> and and actually, I think some people kind of have that sort of laissez-faire sort of attitude about uh, Christianity or what they may call churchianity. You know, they just see it as, as yeah, you know, I, I'm going to watch, um, you know, all my great TV shows tonight. I'm going to watch the latest reality shows and listen to this music. And I'm going to live a life of distraction. I'm going to live a life that I fill, fill myself with emptiness. It's like... Um, Bernard de Clairvaux said, you know, what if you saw a, a hungry, starving man walking along, walking along the street and he was opening up his mouth and putting scoops of air in his mouth and chewing it and swallowing it? Hmm. Would you think that that would feed his soul? No, our soul needs sustenance. Our, no, our soul needs uh, food. Our soul needs the presence and the reality of God. It's not just something you add on to. Do you just add, tack on to the rest of your life drinking water? Do you just add on to the rest of your life eating food? Or is it, the, is, it your, is it the basic sustenance of your physical existence? Well, your spirit needs daily bread. Your spirit needs an experience and the power of the Holy Spirit. So you're right. It's not just an accessory. And you know, unfortunately, we've lost a sense of mission as uh, Catholic Christians, it's sort of uh, it's sort of like having some kind of enthusiasm, but it often fizzles into kind of a bogus piety of sorts. We somehow think that if we simply attend mass, which is what we absolutely ought to do, that that's enough. And yet, the point of the mass is to inspire us to go out and to fulfill that great commission that Jesus gave us in Matthew chapter 28. So my fear, Bear, is that Catholics really have either forgotten or have never really understood that they've been given a mission. It's like, you know, we say, um, if you used to surf, you never surfed. And I think uh, there's a lot of used to go to Catholic church people out there who think they've tried uh, being Catholic or think they've tried being Christians, 
And I would just say to them, if you used to go to church, you probably never really did. Because once you really are catechized and really are evangelized and you really understand the gospel, you're going to want to surf every day. You're going to want to be in the water every day. You're going to want to be in the presence of the Lord on a moment-by-moment basis. Yeah, our spiritual lives are an adventure. Uh, And, of course, as Catholic Christians, we are called upon to experience ongoing conversion. Now, you and I had the experience as evangelicals uh, somehow believing that an initial conversion, of course, uh, we had a confused idea about baptism back then, but we thought that some conversion experience was a one-and-done That's kind of all we needed. It was just some kind of static event, and then we moved on. But as we know from Scripture and from our Catholic uh, teaching, that uh, conversion is an ongoing process. We live from one act of faith uh, to another. And I think that when we lose a sense of the need for conversion, I think then we lose a sense of mission at the same time. You're saying you're saying that as Catholics we're called to as Christians we're called to deeper and deeper conversion. That's one of the essences of our of our radio show. We, we Deep Adventure Radio is to call people to deeper conversion. And earlier you had mentioned the word we have that kind of initial enthusiasm when we sur- first really give our lives to the Lord. Uh, some people call it the honeymoon period. Well, the word enthusiasm comes from the the root word entheos in God. And if you're abiding in God, if you're if you're if you're continuing the practice of the presence of God in your life, He's going to call you uh, to deeper and deeper conversion. He's going to rearrange the stri- furniture. He's going to strip you bare. It's almost like the straw man, you know, in the Wizard of Oz. He's got torn apart, and he goes, "Part of me is over there. Part of me is over there. Part of me is over here." There are time in your in your Christian life when you feel God has just has has take the axe and laid it to the to the root. And, uh, and is, is dealing with you and kind of tearing you apart and putting you kind of back together again in his, in his way and in his nature. The word transformation, you know, in, in the Bible, may you be transformed, may you be metamorphosed in the, in the Greek, you know, which is like a, a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. Uh, the Lord wants to call us uh, deeper and deeper into, um, into holiness and uh, transformation. You know, it's funny, Bear, that uh, our popes, I think it was St. John Paul II, who said something along these lines, we've uh, we've sacramentalized our people, but we have failed to evangelize them. And I think that's an interesting uh, view. And even Pope Francis has referred to what we call the kerygma, which is the initial proclamation of the gospel. So when we think about uh, Catholics who are, for the most part, baptized as infants, we don't necessarily think of the need to experience this ongoing conversion. And yet, even Pope Francis has talked about reintroducing the idea of the kerygma, the initial proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and then realizing that that is distinct and even separate from what we tend to focus too much on, and that is catechesis. So I think in a lot of parishes, certainly been my experience working in a Catholic parish, there's often an overemphasis on catechesis, apart from this concept of the initial proclamation. So in reality, what we're trying to do, we're trying to catechize people 
who are not experiencing conversion. They're not alive in the Spirit. They may be baptized, but even as Pope Benedict says, we've got a lot of baptized pagans running around. So really it is, you know, that's so true. So catechesis, for those who may not know, that would be the ongoing teaching. And I know what you're saying. It's almost like seeds being, being thrown out on hard ground. This, the, yeah. the, 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 the ground hasn't been turned over. The ground hasn't been broken yet. And so one of the things we need as Christians is we need to, as the Bible says, blessed is he who falls on the rock, for he shall be broken. We haven't fallen on the rock. We haven't let our, our hearts be broken. We haven't let our hearts open up, as it were, uh, to, to, the, to the initial implanting of the, of the seed of the Word of God to transform us. And so we begin to develop. I know I went to an RCIA class for, for a while, for nine months, um, with someone who was converting to Catholicism. And really all I heard in that class was churchianity. Here's the rituals, yep. here's the form, uh, but where's the substance? You know, like like that old Wendy's commercial, show me the meat, you know, I think that's how it went. We have to start out with that initial deep, uh, is calling to deep sort of conversion. Yes. And it's not a static event. It's It's an ongoing experience. And I think too often, you know, in Catholic parishes, there's this assumption that people kind of are having that experience, or perhaps that even the people who are responsible for catechizing, they themselves need to have that experience of the kerygma once again. Okay, so uh, Dr. Bill, you're a doctor, okay? We're going to pretend you're a doctor. You're walking into our typical parish or church, and you see that we're holding to the form of religion, but we're denying its power. Write your prescription. Is there physical therapy involved? What, What kind of doses of... Of healthy nutrients, do we need to take? What? How do we go from from being uh, kind of that static to that dynamic Christian? Well, again, I think it's a function of conversion. But I think when we have to be open to conversion in some way, we have to put ourselves in a place, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in a church. Although I think Catholics have a distinct advantage over others because we have the sacramental life in and of itself. The Mass in and of itself can inspire conversion. And so I think by being in a community of uh, those of like faith, I think by being open to the work of the Spirit in our hearts, being more uh, familiar with Scripture, uh, being willing to engage in serious prayer, uh, getting together, we have, as you know, Bear, we have men's discipleship groups here. We have well over 100 men actively involved on a weekly basis outside of Mass. So they go to Mass. Certainly we wouldn't uh, want to diminish the importance of that. But they gather together, and they talk about Scripture, and they talk about life, and they open themselves up to the work of the Spirit as they commune with one another. I think there are so many aspects of this that I think we have all of the relevant parts. I think one of the uh, challenges that I've had is trying to string those events and experiences together so that someone can truly have the opportunity to have this experience of ongoing conversion. Hey, let, me, let me say something to you. I know you didn't mean it in this particular light, but when we say to someone, uh, you need to be open, you know, just be open to the experiences of this or the experience of that. You know what I think? I, I, I know that's not the way you meant it, but for me, I go, no, 
don't just be open to it. Desire it with all your heart. You know what I mean? I know that's what you're saying. Sure. It's sure. not a passive, okay, Lord, well, I guess if you want to show up, you can show up. No, it's Rocky Balboa running down the streets of Philadelphia and up those steps and saying with all his heart that he wanted to be a champion. The, the, the Bible says, you know, uh, if you, God is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And, and the Bible says, if you seek me, I will let you find me. But then it adds this caveat. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me. People, desire God. The word desire comes from the root word for, for the stars. Look to the, to the infinite. Look to the glory of God and, and lay your life down. We're going to be right back with more of, of Bill Gent. Time flies so fast when we're talking with him. And we're going to talk more about how to stir up within yourself deeper conversion and stir up within yourself the fire of evangelism. We'll be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio. Deep Adventure Radio, where the surf is always up. EWTN is now on Twitter. Get short, timely messages from EWTN on your computer or cell phone. It's easy to stay up to date on a wide variety of topics. Pro-life news, Vatican announcements, catechesis, apologetics, the latest EWTN programming, and more. You can link to EWTN on Twitter from our homepage or go to twitter.com slash EWTN. At work, at home, at school, and on the road, stay connected to your world with EWTN's Twitter page. You're listening to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak, the boldest hour of radio in the history of the world. Be courageous and take your relationship with God to the next level. Check out our website at deepadventure.com. You can sign up for fellow adventurer Bear's weekly email. Go deeper in faith with Deep Virtue blog. Order Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. And follow Bear as he takes you on a radical adventure through calm tides, monster waves, and the powerful presence of God. At deepadventure.com, you can journey with Bear on his travels, find out how to bring him to your parish or men's conference, and accept the challenge of an intimate relationship with God. Tackle the deepest part of yourself by signing up for our Deep Adventure Quest retreats. The most radical thing you can do is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Find out more at deepadventure.com. For a complete list of the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network AM and FM stations across America, go to EWTN.com, look for the radio pull-down menu, and select AM FM stations. The list is updated regularly, so visit often. Again, go to EWTN.com, look for the radio pull-down menu, and select AM FM stations. Also at EWTN.com, you'll find out how to listen to us on the web, on shortwave, and in some countries on satellite. You'll find it all on EWTN.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak with Deep Virtue number 68. You know, I made kind of a stupid uh, move one time. I took my 40-pound tandem surfboard, paddled out in the wee dawn hours well before the sun rose when it was still dark, left Molokai, the island of Molokai, and started paddling across that channel to Oahu, which was 28 miles away. And it all seemed like such a great idea when I sat the night before and drank a Mai Tai and looked across. You can almost see Oahu sometimes in the distance. I started the paddle, and things went pretty well for the first, I would say, 20 miles. And then I went into a place of just tremendous adversity. The wind currents, the ocean currents, the riptide. I got stung by probably a dozen man of war. Um, everything that could possibly go against me went against me. It was so bad that if I took a break and I rested... 
I would be so far adrift that it would take me over a minute to catch up for 10 seconds of rest. So for the last three hours, which was the last eight minutes, it took me a total of 10 hours and 19 minutes to get across. But the last three hours were just those, those last seven miles. I never rested. I just kept paddling and paddling. I felt the stingers of the man of war stinging my arms. I kept on paddling and I kept on paddling. And the only thing that kept me going was just focusing on the Lord. I know that a lot of you right now feel like you're, in, you're up against it, that you're paddling and there's this powerful riptide bouncing off the cliffs in front of you and pushing you back out to sea. Just keep paddling. Just keep paddling. Just keep your eyes on Jesus one prayer at a time, one breath at a time, one moment at a time. And there will come a time like it did for me when I made it into that safe harbor. So don't give up. God does have a plan for your life. God is with you every step of the way. And the trial of your faith works great virtue in your life. This is Bear Wozniak, deepadventure.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Now, back to Paradise and Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha. Welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio with my, my adventure guide, Bill Gent. And we're talking today about evangelization. We're talking about uh, challenging ourselves uh, to deeper conversion. But also, you know, every single person is a leader. There's someone watching you. Everyone is a leader. God is challenging you to be a leader. Do you love Jesus? Feed his flock. Help, help him in uh, ministering to his flock. And so, Bill, how does, how does a, a, a parish become vibrant? You were talking to me. You know, we are not meant to be uh, lone rangers. We were birthed into a body. Uh, that gives us sort of a, an opportunity to encourage and to exhort one another. How do you build up a parish uh, to become a, a more vibrant? Well, I think the the beauty of Catholicism, coming from the evangelical world and being very involved in the whole concept of evangelizing, we as evangelicals focused more on the idea of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and certainly as Catholics, we have a great appreciation for that idea, but not apart from our responsibility to participate, as you mentioned, Bear, in the body of Christ. We are members one of another. So as we have this very balanced, not only personal relationship, we also have a responsibility to the, uh, to the larger body as members of Christ's body. So I know at our parish, uh, we have, I think, a great opportunity uh, to experience this evangelizing ministry uh, that we've been developing for some years. We, we have this um, philosophy that you evangelize from the inside out. In other words, uh, we mentioned in the last segment about our call to mission, and so we feel a need to evangelize our own people so that they will have a willingness to go out into the world and, uh, you know, practice uh, something that we as evangelicals did, something called lifestyle evangelism. So we have some various ministries. We have a welcome home ministry. I know that uh, some of your listeners may be familiar with CatholicsComeHome.org, and we have sort of uh, individualized that here at Holy Name of Jesus. We open our doors to people from the community to come in. 
They may be inactive Catholics. We've had people away from the church for 50 or 60 years, and we simply give them an opportunity to just sit and talk about their experience and then try to assist them in their path back uh, to the Catholic faith. Uh, we have a, uh, uh, a wonderful retreat ministry where men and women uh, go to a weekend. Uh, it's re- called the Christ Renews His Parish Retreat, and that's another opportunity for them to experience conversion. Certainly we have the RCIA, but there are a number of these evangelizing ministries as well as our discipleship ministry. So I think every parish has an opportunity to kind of look at what are the possibilities for truly uh, pursuing the mission that Jesus gave us. Let's not just have church. Let's figure out that having church ought to supplement this whole concept of being missionaries, because as baptized believers, we are called to be missionaries. Yeah, I know from my earliest days, I remember that the church always talked about community, 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 but... You didn't see a lot of it, you know. You might see coffee out after Mass and maybe a couple donuts, but the whole concept of, of being part of the body of Christ. I know that that parish, I think like 75% or so or even more, have gone through that Christ Renews. Uh, what is it called? Christ Renews is Christ Renews is Parish yeah, Retreat. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I went to one of those, Bill, uh, at your church several years ago, and— uh, and you know I've been to I've 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 been to the mountaintop you know I've experienced the Lord I've just you know I've heard so many great talks and I went there and I'm and the talks I heard were kind of the same things that I've heard in the past you know it, it was nothing anything really new or revelatory sure. to me but the power of God when I walked past the podium I got felt like someone had grabbed my throat I could I had to get away from there just so that I wouldn't burst into tears and I'm not one given to tears and I felt the power of the presence of God. And I know it's because be around that, that whole retreat, there are months of prayer. And during the whole time there's a retreat, there's people in Eucharistic adoration interceding. It's not, it's not a ministry. It's not a program. It is sold out for Jesus' people, uh, Praying and interceding and 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 invoking, inviting the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not just a man doing; it's a God thing. And I and I think Catholics there do not have an appreciation for giving some kind of conversion testimony. Again, going back to the idea that most of us were baptized as infants. Uh, you know, we lost that idea of having the opportunity to experience conversion. So again, I go back to this idea of how we were sacramentalized, but we weren't evangelized. And and I think that that balance has to be reestablished in our Catholic parishes. We've certainly seen it here. So where you have these individuals who attend a retreat, and maybe they went, you know, maybe their wife or their husband or something, uh, kind of baited them into it, but they have an opportunity to listen to the testimonies of those who had prepared to put on this retreat, which, which by the way, is all by lay people. And they uh, have an opportunity to testify to what God has done in their lives. And it has a way of inspiring conversion in others. 
you know, you kind of expect this thing from the ordained, from a priest or a deacon or a religious. But when you have these lay people who are relaying these wonderful experiences of Jesus, it can be very, very powerful in the average uh, lay person's life. It's not. It's the. It's the. It's the testimony, and it's the. And then it's the power of the intercession. I think that people should uh, contact you, who would like to be as a lay person or as a parish priest, contact you, contact you, and 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 ask you to help you. I know that you guys have been become more and more involved in helping other parishes. Uh, to become that vibrant uh, church that God wants. There's a lot of kind of dormant churches out there. They have the sacraments, but it's somewhat dormant. But you guys have actually been exporting this in a sense. You've been, I remember, uh, who was it, the the monastery of Cluny, is that how you say it, where they were reviving, uh, they were renewing the the monastic uh, way, and they were, that little monastery became so vibrant that they went out to all kinds of other monasteries and would go in and help revive them. And you and you guys are really have a ministry like that where you're starting to build up other churches or helping the people who want to build up their local parishes. How do they contact you, Bill? Well, they can just email me at uh, B, uh, G-E-N-T, at H-N-J dot O-R-G. That's my email address. Uh, we do uh, some work with other parishes around the country, and and Bear, there are a lot of parishes like ours. I would say I heard at one time there's probably about a hundred parishes in the United States who really do have a focus on evangelization. Uh, but certainly, people would uh, certainly be welcome to contact us here. Not that we have it all nailed down. We're we're still working and in seeking God's will and how to be better evangelizers. But we think we've had some experiences that would be very helpful to some other parishes. Yeah, and you know, so within your parish, you've developed a real community. There's the theology on tap for the young adults. There's men's ministries. What you mean by that is the men meet together weekly, and the women also meet together weekly, and they break out into, they have teaching and discussion groups. Uh, There's a marriage uh, there's marriage type retreats. There's the Christ renews his parish, uh, but it's a it's a it's it's a kind of like a cell structure where you have this big church, but there's small groups where I go on Saturday every other Saturday morning uh, with couples. Uh, we go to mass and then have coffee and uh, we go through a uh, one of the uh, teachings that you guys have developed that that new book. What is it called? The new uh... yeah. So well, it's our, our men's ministry is called Live for More. We're we're in the process now with a number of guys we're working on uh, putting together a a series of booklets that would help uh, with this concept of discipleship and eventually it will hopefully go nationwide there are a few gentlemen are involved in promoting this some of us are involved in writing the material i just finished a a portion on the sacraments but we're moving in that direction and it's certainly not to draw attention to ourselves we just see this as an opportunity you know talking about men bear and i know this is uh... you know a show about deep adventure men just they don't have a lot of friends you know they got acquaintances but they don't have a lot of friends and this is one way in a spiritual context for men to really experience spiritual growth and yet develop lifelong friendships. You know, you're right. Some of my greatest friends are from that from that church community. We're talking with Bill Gent uh, from Holy Name of Jesus Catholic Church 
Uh, this is Bear Wozniak with Deep Adventure Radio. We're going to be right back. Deep Adventure Radio, going deeper into the heart of God. Deep Adventure Radio has challenged you to accept the wild adventure of God's will. Now, go even deeper with Bear's best-selling book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul. In story after story, Bear takes us along as he paddles deep, surfing alongside whales and dolphins and avoiding killer sharks. Bear shares his experiences of the ocean in an intimate and exciting way. We share in his pain, healing through God, and the joy of finding that deep, intimate relationship with Him. As the story unfolds, you'll see how surfing has become the metaphor for the journey toward intimacy with God. Deep in the Wave, a surfing guide to the soul, will stir your own desire to go deeper into your faith. Order it today at deepadventure.com for your own faith journey or for someone who needs to go deeper. Deep in the Wave, a surfing guide to the soul by Bear Wozniak. Available at deepadventure.com. Back to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak, suffering in paradise for you. Aloha and welcome back. Deep Adventure Radio. This is your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak, and we have Bill Gent, a friend of mine from Holy Name of Jesus Catholic Church in Indian Atlantic, Florida. And what we want to say to you is that you do not need to reinvent the wheel in your own parish. Uh, Bill has tremendous resources to you. I can help you with that, too. Um, Bill Gent, it's Bill. It, what is your, uh, how do we find you again, Bill? B? It's, yeah, my email address is simply B G E N T at H N. J.org. Yeah, you know, I went uh, to a men's conference in, in, in Tampa a couple of years ago to a That Man Is You men's conference. There were a thousand men there from 13 different parishes. And I went to my bishop, Larry Silva, in Honolulu, and I said, We got to do this. And he goes, Yeah, we got to do this. So he gave me permission to try to uh, plant some, to develop some new uh, men's groups like that. And we, uh, and we had just weeks to go before the fall uh, period started. And we, and we uh, started three That Man Is You programs. You know, it's a turnkey program. You just, you order the material, turn on the DVD player, and, and there's like, it's almost like a McDonald's franchise. You got, you know, each job, every, you need like 10 people to pull it off. You need a job description for each man who, who starts the coffee, who does this, who does that. We find a lot for men's meetings. It's good to have them meet at 6.30 or 6 in the morning because there's no excuses for that. You got to man up and get up. You're not taking anything away from your family. And Bill, you have programs like that too with Christ Renews His Parish, Theology on Tap. There's so many great programs that you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's already been done for you. What you need to do is be there to be a catalyst. And people will write to me, how do I start a men's group in my parish? And a lot of times this is women writing to me. And I tell them, all you need to do is find two men. Find two men that are willing to stand together and uh, that kind of begins the that will begin the process of developing uh, men's ministry because one of the things I, of course we focus on is men because we feel like if you can evangelize uh, the men uh, you can say it's it's easier to save the family save the family save the church save the church save the world we find that in in homes where the woman is the spiritual leader uh, about thirty five percent of the where they really bring when we say spiritual leader they're not preaching at their kids. They're leading by example. The kids see them praying or going to Mass. In those families where the woman is a spiritual leader, thirty about a third of the kids will stay with the, 
the Lord after they become adult. But where the man is the spiritual leader, it's closer to 80%. Where the man really takes spiritual leadership. You know, what's interesting, Bear, is that the, the statistics show that children eventually will adopt the spirituality of their fathers. Um, certainly women are typically more actively involved on a day-to-day basis, you know, cultivating their child's spiritual life simply because they spend more time with them. And certainly they have great influence. But it's interesting that uh, as children become adults, they typically adopt the spirituality of the father, whether or not he's spiritual or not, which is kind of interesting. So what do you say to the men out there, Bill? Well, I think that men have a tremendous opportunity. For some reason, men have been led to believe that, uh, that church is for women. And I guess in some aspects, you know, Christianity has been overly feminized, if I can say that. But we do know that, you know, we simply have to go back to the person of Jesus Christ. And I don't think there's, uh, and I think you would agree with me, there's no better man than Jesus. Apart from the fact that he was God, he was a man, and he is truth itself. And I think when men begin to identify with that Jesus and recognize his strength, his courage, of course, apart from all of his attributes as God himself, I think they'll be drawn to the person of Christ and realize that God wants to be in relationship with us more than we want to be in relationship with him. And that's something I think everyone is seeking is meaningful relationship. And so we talked about being open to the Spirit, but I think as we're open, as the Spirit begins to inspire us, we have this great desire, you know, to grow closer to him. Uh, we have that ministry, a Live for More Bear, you might be familiar with, which is our discipleship ministry. We had a men's conference over the last two years uh, here at Holy Name of Jesus. We had upwards of 700 men uh, come uh, just for a, a half a day. We recognize that with men, uh, they're going to give you a half a day. They're probably not going to stay all day. But we uh, really had a very intense opportunity with some great speakers, some great music. Of course, we had to feed them. But it was all wonderful fellowship, and it really inspired more in the way of discipleship within the parishes in our area. You know, when you look at Jesus and you look at his disciples, it's not all in soft pastel colors. Jesus is a masculine, uh, you know, he walked into the temple and tipped over tables. Uh, He wasn't afraid uh, to pull out the whip, you know, and he he confronted. I was listening to uh, the audio uh, New New Testament this week, and uh, and Jesus, you know, called the Pharisees a brood of vipers to their face, you know, and they'd already tried to stone him once. And so uh, men, what we need, though, is to have a dialogue with other men. Yes. That breaks down the barriers. And we can go out and we can have a beer and watch a football game. But when do we really talk about the, the, deeper, uh, the deeper walk with God, with other men? And once you break that barrier, it's amazing because the, when you break out into men's groups, you, know, you have the a starting of a talk, a teaching, and then you talk about it. Men realize, hey, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one struggling with pornography, or I'm not the only one that that uh, is you know has just had a, is going through a financial crisis. I'm not the only one with a teenager that's that's acting up. You know I'm I, you know I'm not the only one that's not uh, 
you know, spending the time with the Lord that I need to. Men, when they come together, the Bible says iron sharpens iron, that we need, we sharpen each other. And there's kind of like this wall that's built up that's saying we can't talk about spirituality. And I would just say this to men. Are you scared? Are you afraid? Is that what it is? Are you a coward? You won't come forward and share with other men the deepest part of your heart. A real man is able to do that. You know, it's a, it's a coward that won't open up and won't share with other men. And so uh, we would challenge you to find a men's group. If you don't have one in your parish, maybe there's one in an adjoining parish. You can learn. You can go there and learn from that group and then bring that to your parish. But we're challenging you uh, as men to uh, to begin to open up with each other. And uh, these these great uh, men's conferences, I'm speaking at one in Kansas City. Bill, you and I should go out and anyone who wants to invite us to come share with them, you know, write to us. And uh, and we will do that uh, to kind of help inspire or kind of give you a kind of give you a booster rocket to get your your men's group started. And you know, bear men, any man that's been in the military uh, knows, especially if they've been in any kind of combat, uh, everybody's fearful. Uh, but there's something very special about a band of brothers, and it's amazing how we inspire courage in one another to stand for the truth. And this is one of the results of these discipleship groups, these men's groups. You know, as you said, iron sharpens iron. And so we inspire one another. We become courageous because the Holy Spirit works through that, uh, that uh, fellowship, uh, that, uh, uh, that whole idea of being a band of brothers for Jesus. And it's, it's a powerful thing to experience. No, you're, you're, there, there's no better way uh, to, uh, to share it than that. You know, I, I love being able to look at my friend Lance Mackey's eyes. Uh, we're paddling out. It's kind of storm surf or whatever. And, uh, and, uh, but he has a way of looking in my eyes, and he knows if I'm troubled. And he'll say, okay, well, let's talk about it. You know, or, or Dennis, who's, uh, who's joining me right after this, this uh, radio show to go out for a surf. Uh, Dennis Riley, he's a pilot. He goes to your church. And uh, we're able to take a, we're able to actually uh, have breakfast sometimes afterwards, and we and we'll go deeper. We'll talk about our walk with the Lord. You need to have relationship like like that with other men. You can't you cannot be a lone ranger. Uh, God, even Jesus called his twelve disciples around him. Bill, one more time, we have just a few moments. How can they reach you again? Uh, my my email there is simply b g e n t at h n j dot o r g. We love Bill Gent. We know that you're sold out for Jesus. Uh, this is Bear Wozniak with Deep Adventure Radio. You can find us at deepadventure.com. We'd love to come out, Bill. I'm sure what I would be glad to, too, to come out and help uh, get help uh, you with a men's conference or speak to, uh, to a small group and get you guys, get your, get your band of brothers rolling. We'll be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio. This is Jason Jones, producer of Bella and Other Great Movies, asking you to buy my movies. What? Oh, I'm sorry. This is Jason Jones, producer of Bella, asking you to listen to Deep Adventure with Beer Wozniak. Surf's Up, real and radical ways to live your faith. Oh, aloha. This is Bear Wozniak with DeepAdventure.com with this Surf's Up segment with Aubrey Marcus from Onnit. Aubrey, talk story with us. Well... I was. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about one of our supplements, and that is uh, Shroom Tech Sport. And what that's all about, it's about affecting your oxygen utilization. And people may think, oh, well, you know, what's the point of that? Well, imagine when you're working out, what happens? You start breathing hard. And the reason you start breathing hard is you're trying to get oxygen to your muscles. 
And so what we wanted to do with Shroom Tech Sport is we searched the world and we found a supplement called Cordyceps sinensis, which is a, a really rare nutritional mushroom um, that grows in the mountains of Tibet. We found someone who was able to do that locally, and, and that mushroom does exactly that. It's been shown in, in studies to improve your oxygen utilization, to get more oxygen into your body. And so with that magic bullet, we surrounded it with as many adaptogenic herbs, uh, some really healthy vitamin B12, and put together um, a low-stimulant, really safe pre-exercise, pre-workout uh, formulation that you know, all of our top athletes, from the Chicago Blackhawks to the UFC champions to across the board, uh, use when they train and use when they compete. I know it extends my workout. You know, I, I, at, a, at an hour and 20 minutes or so, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm done. Uh, with my whether I'm on the beach or, or doing my long my long paddles with Shroom Tech, I just I get that second win. In fact, I never even have to wait for it. It just seems to to carry me along. So it's it's a it's a great uh, product, and you can go to our website deepadventure.com and click on the on it link, and you can uh, you can go there and look at that and look at all their other great products. Aubrey Marcus, thank you so much. You're welcome, Ben. Surf's up, go deep or go home. Back to Paradise and Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. I'm, I'm going to invite you guys to go to our website, deepadventure.com. We really do need your help um, with this ministry, funding this ministry to get our radio show out to not only into Catholic radio, but we're actually played on non-Catholic radio stations and on secular radio stations. We're trying to get, in a sense, outside the church walls, outside the Vatican walls, across the Tiber, and into uh, into uh, to people's hearts that may not necessarily turn into uh, EWTN radio. So we need your help. You can go to my website and click on the donate button, but, but I got something even cooler for you. My... Um, Sports supplement sponsor, Earth Grown Supplements, the best nutrients in the world on it. Uh, I'm on their Sports Hall of Fame. I, they've been helping me for a long time uh, be successful in my athletic career. They have set it up now where if you click on the Fitness to Witness tab on my website, you can receive a 10% discount by going in there and buying their, their, their great melatonin, for example, if you have a sleep challenge, their Alpha Brain, which is a great nootropic for your for your you know supplement for your mind uh, they have the the right of the amino acids i mean they have the coconut oil we have great vitamin packs but they're all earth grown and natural if you click on that and uh, order something you get a 10 percent discount and in turn on it helps sponsors so please go to our website deepadventure.com this is bear wozniak may the breath of the holy spirit aloha you aloha this is deep adventure radio Hear archived shows, buy Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul, and sign up for our Wave of the Week email at deepadventure.com. For the latest news on Bear and Deep Adventure, visit us on Facebook and share Deep Adventure with your friends. The most radical thing you can do in life is abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. Deep Adventure Radio.